Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Van Turn. I'm joined in the studio by Trisha Schweinfurth, Kelly Yarmish, and Kayla Walton. But before we begin, let's start with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus Christ, be present now and let your Holy Spirit bow all hearts and love and truth today to hear your words and keep your way. Heavenly Father, you alone are the fulfillment of our heart. We ask for the joy and peace that you alone can give that we may always rest assured of your presence in our lives. And we ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately. How often have you guys had like, you know, maybe an okay day, maybe a good day, and then all of a sudden you turn on your phone or see something on the news and it's just like, it consumes all your thoughts. Or maybe you get an email or something like that and you're just like, I don't know, I don't want to say depressed because mm-hmm. that's that that carries certain baggage and your weight with it. Turn. Yeah, yes. like you're, you're just fine and all of a sudden that's all you can think of. It's like, I, the only way I can describe it, it almost feels like, you know, it gets a, a drop in your chest and, yep. you're, and you're just consumed by it the entire day um i would say like 20 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding but i think it's definitely a daily thing you know whether it's with our professions or whether it's with our personal life like our families or you know even like with friends and it doesn't have to be like something directly negative towards you but it could just be something in our lives that's negative in general that can definitely bring us down I think sometimes, too, it happens so often that your reaction isn't as intense as you know it should be. You know, like I I read, I distract myself with too many news articles or too many headlines where I can read something that's devastating and know that it's devastating, but somehow not be as effective as I know I should be because it's happening so often, Mm -hmm, you know? So we're talking about two different extremes, you know, where it shakes us up and then where we might be numb to it, where we Mm -hmm. shouldn't be, we realize... I'm numb to this and I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be. And I feel like this is something, you know, all of us are now in our 30s, I think. Yeah. Yes, we are. You're not really supposed to ask a lady her age. I'm not asking. I just. (laughs) Especially after 30. Oh, uh, I am so sorry. I'm comfortable with this. I just want to say, yes, I'm 30. Are we flat out 30 and thriving? World flat out 30. (laughs) No, I just turned 31. Oh, Oh, I missed your birthday. So then. No, it's okay. Um, But it's. So we're we're all in this different stages mm-hmm. of our life where you know we can encounter different things. I know in my life, I can get easily pulled in because I'm I'm so invested in a lot of different people's mm-hmm. lives, and so when I hear something, sometimes mm-hmm. I can get pulled in with a tragedy in their own life, and it can mm-hmm. take the own joy and peace. In fact, I um had a really good conversation with another priest the other day, and he was talking. I was just sharing with him some of the you know, the concerns that I had and, you know, different people's lives that I knew. And he said, listen, their problems are not necessarily your problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yes, you're there at their bedside. Yes, you're there at that moment. But at the end of the day, you are there being the presence of Christ, not to solve their issue. Yeah. And I think, you know, in my own life, like now, so we have 
for kindergarten through eighth grade, we have like 340 kids this year. So it's mm-hmm. like huge. And wow. obviously like with 340 children and many different families, like there are often, I mean, daily, really hard things that happen. And, you know, we, whether it's like the death of a loved one or an illness or, you know, something going on. And I'll never forget my spiritual director about like eight years ago, I was telling him just about like different things and that I was, again, kind of, I don't want to say angsty, but I guess a little angsty, like kind of anxious about some things in other people's lives. And he flat out looked at me and he said, Kayla, there's a savior and it's not you. And I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, that's really good to know. But I think that, you know, we're called, right? Well, I mean, I knew that, but it was good to be. It's nice to hear it when someone else says it. Right. Right. It was good to be reminded of it and to realize, okay, I need to surrender these children, these situations, you know, for you, these families, for all of you, your children and, you know, your situations in life, like there is a savior and it's not us, you yeah. know, and really yeah. just surrender it. When I, 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 I can't remember what was going on in my life, but I remember learning. I, okay. I'm, I guess the type of person where I meet somebody and like, it's been five minutes and we are deep in their medical history. <laughs> like we're swapping birth stories. Like I, I love it. Like, and your secrets are safe with me. I'm not going to air them on the radio. But um, I just... I appreciate that. Thank you, Kelly. No, I will never share your birth story or something. Whatever. I never had a birth story, <laughs> so it's okay. No, but like, for some reason, I tend to go deep quickly with people. Mm-hmm. And so I remember there being a conscious moment where I learned how to... And I'm not perfect with this at all, but like how to help them shoulder their burden without bearing it myself. Mm, that's and, really good. And like I said, I'm not perfect about that. And, and you can one way you can definitely tell that I'm I've absorbed somebody else's and I can't I've fixated on it mm-hmm. and I can't break out of that is I get very quiet. And you will hear that instead of having to say mom three times. My four-year-old will have to say mom maybe seven times because I can't even hear her because I'm like inside my head, trapped in my thoughts, washing a plate and like thinking about so-and-so's issue or my own issue. Um, And that is not the healthiest way to deal with it. I think it's just how my brain works right now and we'll see. But, um, But there's that next step of like, okay, I've got this in my head. I've got this weighing on my heart. How now can I get it to the cross? And I really like that. How do I get it to the cross? So that is my question. How do you get it to the cross, Kelly? Do you know? Personally? Yeah. Um, well, back in the day. So, okay, again, I'm not perfect with this. Mm. But one thing that I learned to do is to stop. So, okay, I live in my head sometimes. So let's use that, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So I'll have to close my eyes and mm. picture whatever it is as a physical thing. And I don't mm. even know how to describe what that is. You'll figure like it out rock. for yourself, yeah. I guess. Like for me, rock. it's a rock. I'm sure. telling you, do it's you a rock. Do you do this too? I do. And you yes. physically, like in yes. your head, you picture yourself physically placing at the foot of the cross. And yes. I started doing that in college when I was having um, struggles with like lust and mm. purity of the mind and things like that. And I would take, you know, this memory or that thought and I would physically put it at the foot of the cross and I would say, don't give me this back. Like, mm-hmm. I will be done with this now. Thank you what, so you much. Tell, you Thank tell you God, so don't yeah. give me this back? <laughs> yeah. As a, I don't want this back. Like, I'm done with, this is yours now. Like, wow. it can stay there at the cross. Bye. As a, um, <laughs> Thank you, next. <laughs> <laughs> you Thank go, you, Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. so as a cancer nurse, um, I've been in, even as a labor and delivery nurse, sometimes you're in 
really intensely sad, beautiful, but yeah. emotional situations. And when I first became an oncology nurse like eight years ago, a priest had told me that to not, you know, to help me to make sure that I'm not taking home other people's burdens or, you know, dwelling on deaths that um, when he, when any priest, when the Eucharist is lifted at mass, that's like when mm-hmm. our prayers are most powerful. So I've gotten into a habit of just like picturing all the faces that I need to pray for when the priest lifts up the host. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And um, and I mean, it's helped me be a happy, healthy nurse for nine years that I don't feel like I'm taking people's burdens home with me after work or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's been really helpful. I mean, because then it's literally your faith, like you're facing Jesus and um, giving, you know, giving him all your prayer. It's a very compassionate way of dealing with. Yeah. You know, you're still sharing in you're still sharing in that person's moment, but you're mm-hmm. not taking the pain with you. You're saying, Lord, here is their pain. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also it's helpful, too, because then it um, it's been I mean, I'm not perfect either, you know, uh, but it helps you stay focused at mass. Yeah. You know, especially at that point of mass. I know that it's important that yeah. I'm not distracted, which we're talking about today, or that I'm present at that point in mass because there is yeah. a lot of people that I meet that we all meet throughout our day or that we read about on the news, you know, that we can just place there and then we don't have to worry about it because he is our savior. Yeah. yeah. So that's an area where I'm struggling personally. I have three kids now. The mm-hmm. oldest is four. The youngest I can't is, believe that. It's I like a thousand children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've been to your house when all three kids There's are at just high. So many of them in three people. <laughs> yeah. But but mass is like a bear. I mean, yeah. Okay, so Benjamin, he's like four months old. He's actually our most well-behaved child at mass by far. Yep. <laughs> well, because he doesn't know what's going on yet. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what? We should talk about mass for children once. Just remind Just, me of that later. We'll, we'll, but we'll, make, that a, we'll make that a topic. So yeah. I, I think we're getting into the point where we're talking about like solutions and, you know, kind of keeping on the thing. Remember, you're listening to a live for more on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Remember, you can listen to us Saturdays at seven or Sundays at 3.30 or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com and we're kind of taught, you know, we've been talking about distractions, you know, things that kind of pull away our joy and I and unfortunately interrupted Kelly no, talking about No, that was actually about, totally me. I'm sorry. Okay. I interrupted Kelly or first. <laughs> whoever interrupted Kelly. <laughs> but we were talking about, you know, okay, we want to get out of these things, but it can sometimes be difficult. Yes. What are some of the solutions? What are some yeah. of the things that work for for us? And I mean, this I'd be happy to talk about it. This is my disconnect. So I can't focus at mass. Okay, I haven't mm-hmm. heard a reading in four years. Yeah. So like... <laughs> Your husband made that joke to... Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's our life. So, and it's everybody's life who has little kids. Like, mm. I don't... Whatever. It's hard. So, okay, so mass is not where I can go. Right now I'm not doing like a holy hour. I, I would like to get back. That would be one solution mm-hmm. um, because yeah. that would be a place where I can just take the baby, you know, and mm-hmm. go to a holy hour and I can do what Trisha's describing, but I can't do that at home. Mm-hmm. And what I find myself doing instead is picking up my phone and actually not getting on social media usually, though that's a thing, mm-hmm. texting my friends and I can't stop. Mm. All I want to do is be like, hey, this What's- is a thing that's going on. I want to talk with it. And I yeah. don't talk about it with God, but I do talk about it with my friends and that's all I want to do. I want a little bit of space for my kids. I'm like, can you just go play independently while I text my friends? And yeah. it's like that's my that's my pitfall right now. Yeah. When yeah, I know that I can be doing better 
So I guess I'm reiterating Father Nick's question is like, what are you guys doing that's working? I have some things that have helped. I know. But... I can think of all the things that are not working. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I think we can me. focus on the negative. Too. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, whether it's like distraction with Netflix or the excuses for me is the excuses. Like I'll get home from work and I'm exhausted and I'm like, I just need to watch like an episode of The Office and then I can have my prayer time because by then I'll be like de-stressed right. and it's mm-hmm. like, well, decompress. Right. Yeah. Decompress. And like that logic doesn't even make any sense, but whatever. So I think like, you know, for me, one thing that has helped is first of all, like removing whatever the distraction is. So saying, you know, like I'm not going to turn on the TV until I have my prayer time mm-hmm. or um, like for me, I honestly keep my phone on silent 24 seven because I want to be able to determine like when I check my texts mm-hmm. and when I check my whatever. Um, and I, I know that like, okay, if the school is burning down, if a child is really sick, if something is happening, like I'll find out. But in that moment, like I'm not going to be able to, I mean, I might be able to do something, but in the moments where I'm outside of the school building at nighttime, it's like, well, I am going to have to like, let that go. So that's why I check my phone like every 30 minutes or whatever, instead of like letting it determine when I check it. And that is actually really interesting because I would love to keep my phone on silent. Right. Like twenty four seven. unfortunately, you know, we have the emergency line for priests, you know, when someone if a family member is dying and they need the presence of a priest there. So that's super important. And yeah. so my phone needs <laughs> yeah. but I do like the idea of only checking my phone, you know, every thirty minutes. You know mm-hmm. I can just turn everything off except the ringer in yeah. terms of phone calls yeah. and just because I, I it's a it compromise. just it kind of hit me as like I yeah. don't go anywhere in my house without my phone like in my pocket or right. nearby. Yeah. Like that's dictating your life right now. Yeah. Like if your phone were to beep or something, like a notification just, were to go off, you're immediately exactly. looking at it. Right. Yeah. It would bother you until. Yeah. Another a piece of advice I had, and I'm also, I mean, we have to train our brains, and there's a lot of training I still need to do in my own life, but. I want, part of my job description is to respond to codes or ERTs mm-hmm. or emergency situations at a hospital. So you, it dings. Like I get something on my phone that like beeps and says code blue, code blue. And um, a, a priest taught me like every time you hear that, like pray an ejaculation, like Lord have mercy. And that's your prayer for the person. And then you move on and you're not distracted, you're focused. So like every time you hear your uh, text message, from you know whatever every time you hear mm-hmm. your beep from your phone you just have to we have to train our minds to say like you i get, say a phrase yeah, like, like jesus, jesus i trust, I trust in, in you jesus yeah. i give you this conversation jesus and um i think that could be helpful because then we're like bringing christ back into whatever we have to respond to because the reality of the situation is we are in our 30s right we are professionals mm-hmm. we do have families we live in this world but not of this world so we have like the loving thing is to respond to people when they need us or mm. to respond to our yeah. emails and to not ignore people and to yes. be present to others so right. the reality of our situation is yeah we do have a responsibility to text somebody back but it's like this fine balance of well how, how do you can, order that right yeah right and, and and while we've been talking trisha and it was kind of just tying in you know when we come like off a retreat or something mm-hmm. or you know just encounter we really want to be close with the lord and we think okay i just need to do this holy hour but as kelly was saying you know with three kids, it's really hard for you to get to a, you know, an adoration chapel somewhere or to set aside time or, you know, when you're exhausted, like Kayla was saying, sometimes just that willpower to mm-hmm. sit down and do mm-hmm. prayer can be tough. 
the thing about God, God is not a cosmic bean counter. At least, you know, he's not <laughs> sitting there going like, you have to do this, you have to do that. He's not a magic trick. If you do the right things, all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. his power comes out. But rather... <laughs> like a gumball machine. Like, like a, yeah, exactly. He's not, I actually like, he's not a spiritual gumball machine. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a loving father who enters into the moment that we're in. So mm-hmm. even if it's like, Lord, I am too tired. I just want to watch Netflix. Or I I want to just text my friends or, you know, I just want to decompress. That can also be a prayer, that too. That makes me feel really hopeful. It does. Yeah. That's so merciful. I will say that is very merciful. Mm-hmm. And it, I I totally agree with that. But I also think that there's something to be said about like making ourselves uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I think I fell and to be and there are very many people who can draw that fine line of like mm. merciful and he understands. And I totally agree with that. But for me, I think for the longest time, I've erred on like the totally other side. Like Jesus is going to understand that I need to watch four episodes of The Office. <laughs> and he's like, okay, The Office. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it, like, in actuality, you know, it's like, okay, time out. Like there's, there is that line. And I think we just need to like know and kind of like where our own personal limits are. And Be I honest guess for, with ourselves. Right, right. And I think for me, it's looking at like, okay, I... What what is it that I do in my day the most of, you know, but outside of work? So obviously, like work consumes the majority of my day. But outside of work, what is it that I do the most of? Is it watching Netflix? Is it sitting on my phone? Is it, you know, walking? Is it whatever it is? And like, why not? Like in in proportion to that, what time is prayer? And if prayer is oh like non-existent, yeah. then it's like, okay, wait a minute. You know, like, of course, 30 minutes of the office is not going to like destroy my soul. But if I'm spending four hours on the office and two minutes in prayer, then it's like, okay, you know, kind of looking at that proportion of Something's time. Something's disproportionate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do we all know about the screen time? Oh, that. Yeah. So, gadget in mm-hmm. settings on the iPhone, which I yes. have. Father Nick, you don't have an iPhone. I do not. I, I refuse to get Apple products. You, the Apple caused the downfall. You I will die not. on whatever hill you want, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I don't think that it's always been there. But it, it was, came not. to my attention recently where you can like open it up and you yeah. can restrict yourself from time on your phone and right. out. you can also override it which i do daily but <laughs> no I love at least that. it reminds you but like I saying also, it nags me and i need yeah. that right. and it tells you how much time like uh-huh. that you're wasting on pickups, your phone how many pickups you had but except for the fact that like for me i use my phone for work all the time i know so, grain of salt with all these right things, yeah. right but you can see like based on app like right you know i do use facebook for school but it really am i how right. much of facebook is school <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> yeah I don't know. It, yeah. It, the, I mean, I don't, we don't, aren't going into like shaming anybody or, you know, no, trying to gosh. say, well, so those sorts of things. What actually I was yeah. going to say is I cut myself off social media on Fridays to mm-hmm. uh, override it too. But mm-hmm. like, I do okay. But whenever I open up, because it is a, it is like a reflex. Whenever I open up that folder that has my social yep. media apps in it, they are dark so that it's mm-hmm. like a reminder to me that like, I'm not supposed like, that's what it does when it yep. cuts mm-hmm. you off as it darkens the app. And I see it, and that's when I'm like, I'm supposed to be praying today more. Mm-hmm. And like, it's oh, actually I been like that. a good reminder, reminder. like yeah. Trisha was saying, where you like yeah. have these things that you train your brain to like think of to bring God into it. That's actually been a decent one for me on Fridays. I'm like, okay, so instead of reading this like dumb article, I could say a Hail Mary. And like, right. it's, it's like weird. 
Yeah, and and it's kind of all tied. You know, we've been talking about a lot on life for more of these like different like distractions or things that can pull us away from the joy and peace that we we can have from the Lord and, and combating that. And, and combating that. Mm-hmm. You know, what are some of the success stories? You know, kind of you know, kind of building up. Do these things work? Uh, yeah, so, sorry, I do want to go back. To, okay, I, sorry. Yeah, we'll answer <laughs> no. that, but not right now. Okay, well, no. yeah, okay. got it. No, I think, like, it, the whole, you know, psychological counselor side of my brain mm-hmm. wants everyone to look at, like, why are you distracting yourself with those things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, I had to take a real hard look of, like, okay, I'm distracting myself from prayer because I'm afraid of the answers I'm going to get. Ooh. Or I'm distracting myself with social media because I, need to I don't escape. feel like... I don't, I need to escape or I don't feel like I'm enough for my children or, you know, whatever that is. I think like we really need to address that. Or I'm worried about what other people think of me. Exactly. Right. Or like, exactly. And once we get to the root of that, like, okay, I'm worried about what other people think of me. Well, you know, my identity in Christ is the only thing that matters. Like I'm beautiful and, and created him as in. And I think like that's going to combat it the, like the most. And I am speaking from like, I need to do this myself because I struggle with that too. Like, you know, why, why is it that I avoid prayer? Well, it's because I'm afraid of the answers I'm going to get and that Jesus is going to want too much from me. And so like going through that whole process in my mind is like super helpful. So anyways, just wanted to like throw that out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a success story. <laughs> I know. Like, still he said that. I'm like, I think I'm failing. Right. No, I mean, there, there are little successes. Yeah. You know, there they are, are little victories. They're all little. Yeah. I don't right. have anything big. Trisha. So from when I graduated college, I went to a Franciscan university, which is somewhat of a conservative college. Yeah, somewhat. Well, somewhat. <laughs> yeah, conservative. <laughs> Anyways, and that was 10, I'm 30 now, so that was 12 years ago. So like you didn't really have internet yet you had the ethernet you know what i mean so i was used to not having like internet all the time and i was used to not having what like Like a port yeah Yeah. you had to like plug your your laptop the the ethernet cord yeah okay i was like long you don't even remember (laughs) no i know what those are just it was said just ethernet and i'm like the wi-fi at franciscan was poor okay you you didn't like i wasn't used to being able to just get on the internet whenever i wanted yeah i had to like work for it yeah i didn't get a smartphone until like a year and a half ago And you didn't, I never had a TV. So when I graduated college, I just kept living like that. I'm like, I just lived four years without a TV. I don't need a TV. Mm. So from the time I was like 22 to when I got married at 30 or 29, 30. So for eight years, I didn't have a TV and it was Mm. great. Like I wasn't distracted. And I mean, there was times I would go to friends' houses, but now that I'm married, my husband had already has like already had cable and a TV and I don't have social media, but he has an Instagram. So now that I'm married, I'm finding myself like, okay, what do I do with these distractions I didn't have to live with for eight years? And it was, I will say it was a lot easier to just never have it. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean? It was just so much easier. um, Than moderation. So yeah, with that being said, I think I'm still learning like, okay, now I do have cable, even though I didn't have to worry about it for 12 years, but I have to worry about it now. Mm. Like, how am I going to have self-discipline? And now mm-hmm. I can look at people's Instagram, like my friends' Instagrams, whereas before I didn't look at them that often. You know, how can I have self-control? And the long story short is I'm still learning, but something that's been helping me is going to confession about it. Not that, like, looking at Instagram is sinful at all. <laughs> right. It's not. That's not what I'm trying no, to we're say. we're not suggesting that at all. <laughs> but I can see sin that maybe enters into my life because of shows I'm choosing to watch or... Disordered. Um, like unnatural curiosity yeah. about people's life. And in a way, it can be a form of gossip or like a form of... And mm-hmm. Trisha, I think the what I'm kind of receiving from what you're saying is that really the reality is not having it 
would be better. However, that doesn't mean having it is somehow worse. No. It's updated. It's no. almost like more yeah. virtuous It's just to have calling it me to, to like, be more disciplined. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm just, the Lord's calling me to be more disciplined and to learn how to deal with distractions and really make an effort to put him first instead of it coming maybe more easily because there was, I don't, I don't want to say There's nothing, nothing else, else to do. Right. But. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. Yeah. One yeah. thing that, I, like I said, I don't, I can't think of a single big success, but I can think of some little ones. And one thing that has been helpful to me is we are fortunate in that we have crucifixes in a lot of the rooms in our houses. And so trying to pick my head up and look mm. at the crucifix. And even, I, don't, I mean, even if that's all it is, and I don't even say a prayer, like just looking, being like, okay, I'm looking. I see and, you. Yeah, I see you. I see you. Not care. that Catholics believe that crucifixes are God or something to be prayed to in any way, but it is helpful yeah. to me. It's in a reminder. Drawing my eyes to heaven and reminding me of the person of Jesus Christ and, yeah, reminding me of the sacrifice that he made for me mm-hmm. and just thinking about it for a second, mm. even yeah. if it's not a prayer, which would be better, but it's not always what I do because sometimes I'm seething or sometimes, you know, mm. yeah. but that's been a helpful thing for me. I think for me, like one of the small victories that I've had is turning my phone on silent and flipping it over. It's like I haven't actually, I just did it right now. Yep. <laughs> but I, we like, just watched thud. you do it. Right, right. You just <laughs> that, watched that me big, do it. That thud, yeah. that was it. Right. That thud was it. Um, but when I'm in a meeting, that is like a huge temptation for me is like, you know, because sometimes meetings are not the most enthralling thing. And, um, it, you know, just like having that, that control to be like, okay, I'm turning my phone off. I'm flipping it over. And I'm not going to look at it while I'm present in this conversation. And then, like, when the conversation's over, everything will still be there. But for me, like, again, I, for much the chagrin of my family and, um, you know, like, loved ones in my life, I do keep my phone on silent. And sometimes it is two hours before I respond to a text. And, like, because that's what I want. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of need (laughs) that space. Right, right. Every time I kind of think about this topic and, you know, my own self-reflection, I just always remember signs that I'll see on teachers' desks, Mm -hmm. like, your emergency is not a crisis on my part. Um, You know, and while not very good at that kind of sentiment yet, that is something I am working on. You know, Mm -hmm. so my success story, in a sense, is... I'm working on it. And I think that's the sense that we yeah. get get a lot yep. of it is that there's an effort. There's that and wanting that to be free. Out. Yeah. You know, like we've naming called out. It. Exactly. Naming it. Yeah. We've named it and, you know, are asking the Lord's grace to be in it. And so I think we've had a good conversation about that. This is something that not only do people our age struggle with, but I think everybody can relate with this in a certain way. So let's go ahead and close this in prayer and offer this all up to the Lord. Kelly, would you pray us out? Yes. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, please be the God over our distractions. Please be the God over our thoughts and our hearts. Take mastery and ownership of everything we think and say and do. Be the Lord of our lives. Be first place. Um, Jesus, we give ourselves to you in a new way today. Uh, We thank you for loving us within our failings and within our successes. We thank you for being our God, our lover, and our life. Amen. Amen. In the name of Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You can catch us again on Alive for More. Until next time, may God bless you. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni, son.